It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators Podcast, Justin Bradford, Matt Best. Uh, this is what we expected to happen. And, and <laughs> I thought happened. you were just going to be like, we had a game. And that there, is there, it. there was a game and that game did happen. And the Predators allowed three goals in a span of just under two and a half minutes in the first period. And that was pretty much the story of the game. I, I, there's only so much to discuss about this game because I think at this point, people are expecting them to lose in this type of fashion to the Carolina Hurricanes, a damn good team. Therefore, it was a surprise that they played as well as they did in the previous game. But then it really showed how poorly Carolina played in their previous game. And from I watched the Carolina broadcast for this one, and apparently Rod Brindamore laid into his team pretty pretty well after that game. Even though they got the win, they just expect a lot more out of themselves uh, as well. And even at intermission, the first intermission, uh, the player was late who is um, geeky was late to his intermission interview. And they were thinking that maybe, you know, stall the captain had a talking to with his team saying, Hey, we're, we have a lead, but we're playing lackluster and it's not enough. That's what good teams do. <laughs> yeah, still expect it's, more. <laughs> it's really fun watching a good team play hockey. We said it on the previous <laughs> shows that the hurricanes weren't even playing their best hockey. And you mm-hmm. see exactly what happens when a team like that plays their best hockey guys like geeky score goals. And I'm not saying guys like geeky, to, to slag on the player i'm saying you don't need svechnikov to go off and score three goals you don't need aho to score three goals you can have your brock mcginn's of the world you can have dougie hamilton contribute from the point uh that team is deep and especially when they can get guys like geeky like i said scoring uh you're gonna be in for a world of hurt no matter what team you are for the predators in a sense it was yeah they're gonna have their growing pains they're gonna have their lumps and bumps but I have a bone to pick, and I don't know what segment you want to talk about this because I don't Later. have the segment list up, but it's the whole Pekka and Heinz thing. So, Later. okay. It's, I won't it's, go off now then. Look, I'm our, learning. That'll be our last segment. So, Morgan Geeky, want to go and throw this out there. Uh, yeah, I got the name right. Morgan Geeky. You look at his stats. <laughs> because the Predators and the Carolina Hurricanes are sharing an affiliate in the AHL with Chicago, Geeky had two games with the Wolves where he scored four goals and had one assist for a total of five points. Therefore, in those two games, he played no doubt with a few of these guys he played against. So in the same season, no trade or anything like that, since they're sharing a farm team, he played against teammates that he had in the AHL in this game. So it's it's pretty unique. It is a very unique situation, especially when no trade is involved, but let's look at those, those couple of minutes there. And in post game, I mean, it was one of those awkward things because what on earth do you ask the players in this one, especially they put out Matthias Ekholm who aside from Philip Forsberg are one of the two leaders basically that are left right now that aren't injured. Uh, I mean, I know Ryan Johansson has been an assistant captain as well, but I mean, Ekholm is definitely one of those leaders in the team in terms of that. He can speak to the media really well. He is honest and everything. He is, typically cool, calm, and collected when he's speaking to the media and actually answering questions. But you could tell there are multiple people on the Zoom call. And it was Brooks Bratton, who is the National Predators internal media person, 
asked three straight questions and that was it. I had nothing to ask. What what Dude. on earth am I going to ask Matias Ekholm, who is doing everything he possibly can as the one player on defense that has that can do what he can do. And that's it. Like there's there's nothing else to I mean, ask. I, I, I think game. there's a question that you can ask. What? You can ask a veteran as a veteran on this team having so many rookies up and for them to experience their first big loss. How do you address that in the in the locker room? Because this is truly their first big ass whooping with a big core of rookies. That's true. Instead of a smaller core of rookies, because I think that conversation goes a long way. Because then, do the veterans go to the rookies and go, "Well, we expect to compete, but now we're kind of waving the white flag with you guys yeah. here." I just think it would have been interesting to hear how the morale and well, not the morale, just what the mindset is right. off the top of uh, Ekholm's mind would have been. My thought for that kind of question is, you're going to get a better answer if you ask it the day after at a practice instead of immediately after the game. For sure, because I think you're going to get so a cliche too. answer. If you ask it immediately after the game, because they don't have time to collect themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas when they don't have the immediate burn of the game, you're going to get a better answer. But Ekholm's overall been pretty good, though. I mean, he had good things to say. Just, I mean, how it's an experience and it's part of the game and having to have plenty of rookies and everything in there and, and stuff like that. Uh, Hines, on the other hand, it was curious, too, because in we'll play the, the clip later when I, we talk about Rene and Kaskiswo how he just basically his body language was he accepted the fact that this is what this is what happened it was just acceptance that it, it was going to be bad like if you go into this game i we, i was talking to our guy guy kyle before the game 702 i think i messaged him i said 52 for what it's worth hurricanes <laughs> just be, like you look at the d pairing and everyone that i worked with tonight 702 was, eastern which is right after right before puck drop by the way thank you for making me not look like an idiot there with the time zones um but i like people i was working with i work at a sports network up here in canada i was like hey let's hear some final predictions too like after i shot that one off everyone was saying like six three seven two i was like yeah okay so uh, i'm pretty confident in my bet here but it's not that it was just me picking on the preds it's what do you expect when your decor half of it is Harper, Boro, and Benning? And I'm not saying the whole game was all of their fault. I'm no. not pinning it on them directly. I think it's kind of stupid to spend time on the podcast to talk about, well, whose fault is it? It's this team's going to get their ass whooped a bunch of times this season. And we're going to waste valuable breath being like, his fault, his fault, his fault. So until like something glaring comes up where a player single-handedly blows the game, right. maybe a play in the third period that completely blows it where it's a 4-3 kind of game, mm-hmm. there's no point. Harper played bad. We know this. The D didn't look good. We know this. The forwards were slow tonight. We know this. What's the point? <laughs> we, we, It's the Saturday Night Live bit. We know this. Yes. We know this. We know this. We know, we know this. And Jeremy Davies had his rookie experience where he got completely undressed as yeah, a defenseman. And but that's gonna happen. That's what needs to happen too. You get it out of the way. You get those experiences mm-hmm. out of the way because what happens now? He goes and he learns from it. Yeah, and that's and what needs everyone, to happen for defensemen. Players get undressed all the time. I know I bring up the Leafs a lot on this podcast, but look at John Tavares tonight. Ripped through the jet zone and just found Willie Nylander with a one-handed pass after taking the body. Look, last year Morgan Riley got undressed by Connor McDavid, and these are world not world-class players, but they're just higher up in the hierarchy of NHL stars. And uh, what did they do? <laughs> Whatever, laugh about it, go on to the next game. And for Davies, it's good for him to get undressed early in his career, to know yeah. that 
yeah, he's not a perfect player. Nobody in this NHL is a perfect player. The more you get undressed, this is a weird sentence, the better it is for you. So <laughs> let's get funky. I'd hope so. This this also shows, too, the level, I don't want to, respect is the wrong word, but the level of expectations on the quality of team you know, an opponent's broadcast thinks they're facing. Because, again, I was watching the Carolina broadcast. At the end, the broadcasters were saying, this is what the Carolina Hurricanes need to do. They need to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah. That shows the level that of expectation they have against Nashville right now, that Nashville's supposed to be a game they're supposed to win, period, not supposed to be close. The expectation level is that they will win every game against Nashville and not just a win, but destroy them. An expectation of win, <laughs> like most teams probably sh- had at the beginning of the season against Detroit. Those but are Detroit's all out here sneaking away games. Being pesky, yeah, being very pesky. So, that, But that shows right there the level of respect for the on-ice product that another team's broadcast has to just blatantly put it out there, too. I mean, they're bla- basically saying Nashville is a really bad team. Carolina better win. Without saying those words, that's exactly what they said by saying they won a game they're supposed to win, and that's what you need to do right now. So I don't know if I don't know if you've looked at the standings lately. Nashville has one game in hand on the Red Wings, but they're only separated by three points. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at Dallas too. Nashville is, or Dallas has five games in hand, separated by two points. I don't really care for that, but yeah. it's just the comparisons that we were drawing at the beginning of the season to yeah, Nashville four five six team or no, it was a four five we were saying, not even four right. five six. It was like they could finish six, but we see four or five. Now it's Nashville seven or eight team. Detroit doesn't it's not that Detroit looks fantastic it's everyone knows they're supposed to be bad so they're going out there and Tampa Bay didn't look good tonight I'll get like it didn't look great at all um but if a Detroit team is going to go out and win those games the only like saving grace is the Predators will not finish last in the NHL because the Buffalo Sabres do exist (laughs) That's such a good point. Okay, let's talk about that Predators defense and specifically uh, Ben Harper playing, Frederick Lard getting the call up up next on the Lockdown Predators podcast. He's Matt Best. I'm Justin Bradford. Folks, if you're looking to place bets and any kind of bets, score bets, money line bets, puck line bets, shot props, anything you can think of in the NHL, you want to go to betonline.ag. Hockey's not your cup of tea. One, I don't know why you're finding this podcast, but two, you can bet on other things. NBA, college basketball, March Madness is kicking off. There's a ton of things you can bet on over at betonline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline gives you the news, the scores, the odds, and if a player is announced out at the very last second, the odds will reflect that. You can bet in-game, too. It's the greatest way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Is nothing beats betting on a team down 3 nothing. that's not named the National Predators. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code locked on at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. 
New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. And welcome back to the Lockdown Predators Podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. All right, so we did see that Frederick Allard was called up to the taxi squad from Chicago. That news was basically broken by his girlfriend's Instagram story <laughs> yesterday, mm-hmm. posting good luck with him, a picture of him driving, what we don't know where to, probably the airport maybe. But Frederick Allard did get called up finally. He's been having a pretty good season in Chicago once he finally got there and, and got going. And he is one of those players that has been overlooked multiple times for call-ups Yet, I've liked Frederick Allard's game uh, when he's been playing in, in Milwaukee and even with, with, with Chicago. So it's been the question by a lot of Predators fans is why he's been looked over, what the Predators haven't liked about him necessarily. I mean, he's 23 years old. He has been, He's a draft pick in 2016. So five years ago, he was picked in the third round, 78th overall. Uh, he's been a pro now since the 17-18 season. Uh, with Milwaukee, where he had 24 points as a defenseman in 55 games, and then pretty pretty much just been solid. I mean, he's not going to be an offensive defenseman necessarily, but overall he's mobile enough to fit into the system. He's a two-way player. And so it's just very curious to me why he's been missing that. And now, finally, with all these injuries and the Fabro suspension, he gets his call-up. They play Ben Harper tonight, which I understand. They probably, if anything, want to get, a, get some time with Allard. But especially with what happened tonight, if – this is me giving my, I guess, the hotter one of the hotter takes that I have <laughs> because I don't have many of them, right? Mm. If Frederick Allard does not play Saturday night, I will absolutely ask why Frederick Allard did not play that night in post. I like that. That's, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's reasonable. I think it's very reasonable. I'll ask and I'll have a problem with it because if you, you should be giving <laughs> prospects playing time right now. So I understand if he just, he just gets called up, arrives yesterday at night probably or something like that has to get acclimated and everything like that. Maybe, you know, gets a chance to watch the game and how the process is going and get a skate in potentially all that because they have to travel uh, tomorrow or tonight, whatever. They'll probably get a skate in of some sort and get acclimated. But if he does not play Saturday, I will have a problem because you, you don't call up a prospect like that just to be a backup when you have Ben Harper, who we know what Ben Harper is. We said this all the time. He played in the NHL all that season. He's had his taste in the NHL. He is not going to be an NHL defenseman. If anything, he's at best a seventh or eighth, at best a seven or eight. But he is a AHL second pairing defenseman, not even a first pairing because your first pairing needs to go to your top prospects, but a second pairing defenseman. Frederick Allard better be playing Saturday. The thing with Frederick Allard to me is that he will bring something to this Predators team that they're missing, whereas Harper's bringing something that they already have. They already have that grit and that tenacity from Borough and Benning. Borough out with an injury. Do you have an update on Borough, by the way? No updates given. Usually I know I'm kind of throwing not, you on the spot. No, no, but no. Just... Usually you're not going to give an update on that until the next day. The next right. time there's actually media availability, they don't have immediate updates. But if anything... Probably just going to be another one of those day-to-day situations. But if he goes on the IR, then they are really going to be in deep doo-doo. Oh, they're going to be effed. Straight up effed. They're going to have to, like, they're going to have to, I don't don't know. I really, okay, you talk, I'm going to do some research. 
Okay, so I will continue talking. So like I was saying, (laughs) Allard brings something to the Preds that they're missing with Yossi out now, with Ellis out. He brings a two-way game. He's not going to be a flashy offensive star. He doesn't have the upside that Davies does in terms of offensive flair, but he also isn't a brick on defense and won't provide anything for you. What I like to do with a lot of prospects when I am learning about them, and uh, I remember this vividly when I was learning about Frederick Allard, um, Justin Schultz was his comparison. Schultz was the comparison to Allard when I was doing my notes and I watched some Allard tape again tonight. And yeah, Schultz is dead on. He's a guy that will fit into the mold of your team. He won't be a difference maker, but he's also not going to sink you. If your team is bad, he will be bad with you, a la Schultz with the Oilers. If your team is good, he will be good and steady with you, a la Schultz with the Penguins. So in their glory years, I'll say that. Um, but he's not going... I don't want to say that we know what a lard is because we clearly don't. We, a lot of people don't know what a lard is. We've seen a sample size and a lot of you are giggling mid like analysis. Keep here. going. Keep going. Okay. I'm very concerned because a lard does have three full season in the, in the AHL under his belt. Everyone knows what he can do at the AHL level. So it's concerning to me that he's never been given a shot, like a one or two game shot in the NHL to kind of figure out what he can do. Because it's not like he's a young kid at 20 or 21. He's 23, I believe. Let me scroll up here. He's 23 years old. So there has to be something as to why they haven't given him a clear shot. And now with all of these guys out, if they don't give him a shot here, because this is the most depleted this back end has been, uh, then we're going to wave some white flags and I'll get to hear you freak out, which will be awesome. All right. What are you giggling about? Oh, it's because it's bad. That's why I'm giggling. Okay. okay it clearly isn't something I said busy. No, 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 no. Okay. It is not something you said. It is the research I just did. This is how bad the situation is in the, in the, in the back end for the national predators on defense when it comes to injury situations and who's available. Okay. The only players under contract that are left, okay, Allard is up. The only ones that are left under contract that are defense are Brandon Fortunato and Tyler Lewington. Those are the two in the minors. Luke Prokop is still waiting on junior, but Tyler Lewington has been injured. So, the only defenseman available right now would be Brandon Fortunato, who is actually on loan to the Cleveland Monsters in the AHL. He's played seven games with them this season. <laughs> That's, That's not good. And Brandon Fortunato was a free agent, uh, a college hockey free agent uh, that the Predators signed. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's it. That's it. They, they would have to go and find some other defenseman to fill the gap or sign you someone have to, that's an AHL that's on an AHL contract only to a contract. Or you'd have to trade and get one. But I think at this point, you don't trade you to get a seventh agent. defenseman. You yeah, get you a free get an agent. AHL. You get yeah. an AHL guy. If anything, you do a minor league swap where it's like, we'll give you X forward for X defenseman. Please and thank you. And that's it. Something. But that's it. That's all that's left, folks. That's, that's not good. They have plenty of forwards because, of, of course, you're going to have plenty of forwards. There are mm-hmm. only three non-roster defense right now. Two of them are playing in minors. One's one's still in junior. Um, <laughs> you kind of have to hope that Boro's okay here. You, you <laughs> really do. Way. Oh um, gosh! Like, 
I saw some chatter about like why did Ben Harper play 18 minutes? And while he played bad, Boro only played six minutes because of the injury. So when you run five demon, you're gonna get a guy that's gonna have to play 18 minutes. Um but the one thing that did stand out to me though is uh who do you think led the uh demon with on time on ice tonight? Um I'm assuming it's going to be like Carrier or Eckholm? It was Carrier. Okay. Not by like a lot. I did it, it without a, looking. I did that. I know. I, I believe you. I believe okay. you. It was by a minute. So okay. uh, it's it's good to see that at least one positive we can find is Carrier got played enough where he didn't get yoinked off of that Combs pairing and was rotating in and out with people. It was just good enough that you keep it solid because in a game when you're running like five D men, eventually you're going to get yoinked and play with other people. But the right. fact of the matter is he played a majority of the time with that home. And that's, that's good news. There's some good news for you. Good news. Okay. Up next, let's discuss goaltending and why it took so long to take Pecorini out of that game that obviously he's a competitor and probably wanted to keep playing, mm. but he did not deserve what was happening to him in this game. Let's discuss that up next. Locked Predators podcast. He's my best. I'm Justin Bradford. All right, it is that time, and that time is the Built Bar Bracket 2021, the sweetest game around. Oh, that's their <laughs> slogan. I'm going to use it every single time. Oh, today's matchups. Um, let me do this ad real quick before we do the matchups. Uh, we talk about Built Bar all the time, best-tasting protein bar. You've heard me say all this before. Low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar. Justin buys it all the time. I don't need to read any more of that. Um, so today's matchups, number one, is Caramel Brownie against Cherry Barcia. Ooh, that's a tough one. I just immediately go Caramel Brownie. No questions asked. Have you had the Cherry Barcia? I did. I had a bite of it, and it kinda, I don't want to... Oh, this is tough. Is it a sponsored ad read? It's not one of my favorite flavors. Well, no, not every flavor is going to be your favorite. I mean, that's why they have so many different flavors. Yeah, it tastes it's like medicine. Everybody. See, I like the Cherry Barcia. But do you like what kind of medicine do you have? Like cherry medicine when you have the drink medicine? Uh, usually it's like, I try not, I try to get the ones that are unflavored smart. Cause that's added sugar and everything. Oh, smart. seriously. You're an adult. I, I, well, I mean, but th- they come out with the flavor anyways. I, but I'm still going caramel brownie. Okay. I'm glad we're still on the same page there. Yeah, uh, for close. what it's worth, uh, white chocolate birthday cake one. Okay. And salted caramel one as well as well. Okay. So we're four for four, my friend. We're four for four. If I could just get a white chocolate birthday cake. That'd be great. Um, okay, matchup number two. Lemon almond cheesecake against carrot cake with walnuts. Oh, come on. Dude, I haven't tried lemon almond cheesecake because it didn't come in my box. It's Remember? Still. still. I've tried the carrot cake with walnuts, and that wasn't bad. Lemon almond cheesecake reigns supreme. I'll take your word for it, and I think I would pick that too, but I'm just kind of salty. Just trust me. Just... I just I just want it. <laughs> It's precious. I just want it. I know. All right. Uh, those are our so picks. Lemon almond cheesecake and caramel brownie for our next round. We're getting yep. close. We're entering the enticing eight, then the oh, flavorful God. four, and then the championship. What a great promo. Oh my but folks, what you can do, you can use the promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That's right. The code has changed from locked on to locked on 20. So make sure you go L O C K E D O N two zero to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. Justin loves them. I love them. Give us the flavors we want to try. 
but go to uh, builtbar.com and use that promo code. We love you, Built Bar. Goodbye. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And welcome back to Locked On Predators. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. So, speaking of SWO, Casimir <laughs> nice. Swo, not Kaskisuo. Dear <laughs> God, get it out of my head. Butchering a Finnish name like that. And he's nice because they're they're nice when it comes to that, but that is it is Kaskiswo. It is a UO. They don't they don't have U UO in Finnish. Get it right, damn it. Jesus, people. I'm gonna say dicks. Well, oh, by the way, the Carolina broadcast just butchering names. Sissions. Sissions. Is, is there an I after the after the second S or the third S? Sissions? No, it's Sissons. Sissons. Like, it is not difficult. Sissons. One of the things that I first learned when I was calling play by or doing play by play, I called play by play for the Brampton Beast. It was my first gig ever doing on wow, our stuff. Okay. And I was, man, I was young. I was right out of school. I spent an hour learning everyone's names beforehand and anyone I didn't know, like you get your names that, you know, Davies, you know, things like that. But the ones you don't know, you better believe I had a Sharpie and was writing out the phoneticized way of saying it. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse. Even if it's a broadcast where only, I don't know, 100, 200 people are listening, you want to get it right. Because out of that 100, 200, there's going to be friends and family who are going to go, yep. well, you're not legit. You're dumb. Exactly. But on a national broadcast, you got to get the name right, or the second you butcher one name, your credibility is gone. Gone. So Sissions, Sissions, and it kept going. It wasn't like it was one mistake. Sissions. And here's the thing, too. I'm lucky that if you and I were to ever call a game, you would call me on that so quick and just be like, Absolutely. nope, this on-air correction, boom, done. Absolutely. Or you'd yep. wait till a commercial, one or two things. Yep. That's that's a working partnership. That's how that's supposed to work. Yeah, to make sure the other person doesn't look like a dumbass. That's yeah. That's what it comes down to. And the thing is, if I get a name incorrect, I want people to correct me. Pull me aside and say, "Hey, I've had plenty of people because there." I'll be honest. There's some Hawaiian names and Hawaiian sayings and everything. Because I have a friend in Hawaii that I've said incorrectly because it is a completely different naming mechanism with all the vowels. It's pronounced differently, and I want to get it right. So I want. I tell her, "Correct me if I get it wrong. Please tell me." She's like, "Don't worry, mm-hmm. I will," because it's part of the heritage. A name yeah. is important. His name is Colton Sissons or Snossus, if you're going by the reverse jersey that got produced a couple years ago. Not Sissons or Sissons or Skissons. Sissons. How difficult is it? It's S-I-S-S, Sis, and then O-N-S, Uns, Sissons. So, you're, so it's not Colton Scissors. No! <laughs> It is brutal, brutal to me how you look, how they could look at a name and keep going like, yeah. Okay, so that's right. Sissons to me is one you shouldn't mess up. 
Exactly. That one's kind of easy. I can understand Cascaswole I mean, more because if you're pronouncing it like a North American English speaker, okay, yeah, you typically see Uwo, so I can understand that and give them a pass because he hasn't corrected people necessarily. But Sissons is just you have to say the letters in the name. That's. <laughs> I, not, I didn't expect you to go on a tangent here. I know we were DMing about it, but I didn't expect you to be this trash. It's trash. I love it. I it don't is. use the it's, word trash, but it's trash when you can't get a no, damn it's, name it's right. A, it's a lack of professionalism. It's a, it a lack of preparation. And it's not like me and you are the biggest professionals in the world. No. I mean, I like to think we are. It's a lack of preparation. This is the fourth it, time they played each other this season already. Yeah, and it's you're on an NHL broadcast. Yeah. Come get on. the names right. Get the names right. Come on. Get the, get 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 the damn names right. Okay, Pecorine, <laughs> he he was a competitor. He made a couple saves where you could tell he was pissed off, angry, angry Pecorine. And he's a competitor. He he wants to play in the games. Of course he does, and he doesn't want to get pulled anytime. But he let in five, and they finally decided to pull him after five goals when he honestly should have been pulled after the third one in the first period just be like nope you're gonna play the next game go ahead and get Cosmere in there we know the way the direction this game is going this is not a winnable game when you go down three nothing in the first period that quickly that is not a winnable game it wasn't like a oh we had a couple bad minutes here or there and we're still battling back no you're down three nothing in a span of 221 you're not going to win the damn game replace the goaltender start fresh let him get his rest because he needs it what so, in the hell was the point of keeping a 38-year-old goaltender who you know what he can do stay in the game after allowing three, I can't say the word, but rhymes with Nate Schmidt goals. They weren't good goals. They weren't fantastic goals. They weren't bad goals. They were just, they were goals. You look over to the Dallas game tonight. Kudobin gives up, gives up four goals and eight shots. What happens? Enger comes in. That's it. Done. Easy peasy. They still lose the game. But uh, Kudobin, it's the same thing. You know what you get from him. You know exactly every night what he is, what his potential is. And Ettinger, it's like, well, let's go see what the kid can do. And he goes in. Ettinger's been great all season. Future of that Dallas Stars team, for sure. And net saves only eight shots because Chicago peppered them in the first two shots, just being efficient instead of firing all the time. But in Nashville, no, no, let's keep the 38-year-old goaltender in because we don't know what Pecorine can do. Let's just keep him in there and have them fire pucks at him and piss him off even more when the team is terrible this year. Let's just piss Pekka off. I, I mean, like, you and I have stood behind John Hines more than I think a lot of people have. And we've agreed with some of his coaching strategies more than others have. But this one is just BS. This is... I wish we could swear on this podcast. My goodness, because this one deserves it. And I know Kasky Swole is just a guy who's, he's an AHL goaltender at best. That's it. He's not the next coming of Jesus Christ. He is not coming to save this team. He's not going to Jordan Bennington, the Preds, out of almost dead last in the NHL and run him to a cup. He's not doing that this year. He's not doing that next year. He's a good guy. He's an average ass goalie in the AHL. He's a fantastic human being. He's going to have a great post-playing career, but he's not going to just be this man that's going to save the team, but throw him in there at the sake of Pecorine. I don't yeah. care if you have a guy that's worse than Kasky Swell in that uh, playing backup, you throw him in. If you respect your goaltender, you respect a guy who's been with the franchise for so long, who's 38 years old and probably didn't give a damn if you pulled him, pull him. 
That's what you need to do there. It, it's mind blowing to me that he stayed in past those three goals. Uh, oh, okay. Wrong. Let before I say more of what I want to say in my rant portion of this, let's see what John Hines had to say because I asked him about this. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, John. So obviously with, with Saros being injured, we knew we were going to see a lot of Pecorine uh, until Saros was ready to go. But what led to the decision to Cosimir Koskiswo finally getting some game action? And is there an opportunity for him to potentially get a couple games so Pekka can get a little bit of rest? Well, I think the schedule lends itself to be able to play one goalie. Um, and Pex has played well. I, I thought even tonight he played well. I, I didn't think he had a, a chance on a couple of the goals. You know, seam pass, one-timer, slot shot uncovered. Um, you know, that that went right in. So I thought five was enough. You know, we talked about it in between the second and third period that, uh, you know, I had to play for, for him, and, and he made some big saves later in the second. But, you know, after five, with that much time left in the period, it was an opportunity to give him a break and give Kaz an opportunity to come in and play. Five was enough. Five was five, enough. Five, five was, was enough. enough. Not five three, not enough. four. Five was enough. Okay. Yes. Oh, Hines was right that those goal, a lot of those goals were not his fault, right? We're not talking about fault. We're talking about decision-making when it comes to Pecorine uh, playing on when he's a 38-year-old goaltender. But the, 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 the way it started off was saying the schedule lends itself to Pecorine playing every oh, game. That's up there. That's with some, some of the dumbest stuff he said this year. That and was like I don't want to call someone dumb, but that's dumb. That was not smart. They, <laughs> I mean, Pecorine, okay, played back to backs, then has played every other day. They have Tampa every other day. Then they have two days off. Okay, there, and then it's again another set of every other of every other day plus a back to back every other day and another back to back. The schedule does not whatsoever lend itself to any goaltender playing every single game. They've got to have a couple days of rest in between. 38-year-old goaltenders are not built to play every game when they play basically every other day with multiple back-to-backs, multiple back-to-backs. Now, Yusasaros is on this trip and has been skating, but we don't know when he's going to be ready to go. They have four more games on the road sorry five more games on the road before detroit on the 23rd five more games on the road there's a back-to-back in there they have four games against two of the best teams in this division and you're still going to play pecorino in every single one of those games and not give him a rest to where you give him one day off and maybe he comes in and tries to get you a win that right there was an absurd statement to say because a typical NHL schedule is not like that. A typical no. NHL schedule, there'll be three days off. Sometimes you'll have multiple, you have two days off in between, or it'll be a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like it typically is for the natural predators, meaning Sunday, Monday be off. That would lend itself to Pecorini potentially playing every game for a span of three weeks, but not this one. When you have back-to-backs every freaking weekend in the month of March, give me a break. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when uh, Heinz sat Tolvanen and was like saying, oh, we need to rest him? This is worse. This is flat out worse. This is basically saying we don't believe even Kaskiswo that he can even give us a chance to win a game. So I'd rather run my franchise goaltender who is 38 years old and has done so much for this team into the ground. And basically just when Saros comes back, then he's the man forever because Pekka is going to be exhausted. 
That it literally just screams. This is like coaching translation 101. We don't think Caskey Swole has a chance in hell to win us a game. So therefore, tired old Pecorine playing every other day, it makes sense. Sure. Uh, Whatever Heinz is um, enjoying. Caskey Swole is supposed to be the fourth stringer. I mean, he was going to be the AHL backup. Yeah. And he was fine with that. He signed with the Predators knowing the situation that Connor Ingram was going to be the starter in, in Milwaukee, knowing that he's probably going to get maybe 30, 35% of the games, most likely, yeah. at, at most. Or maybe Ingram might get called up a little bit and he's going to get a few more starts. But that's it. He signed knowing he was going to be an AHL backup, not competing for a starting role. I mean, no, they, they had to have been clear with that. And Kaskis was not young. He's not young to the point where it's like, I'm going to come in and have a revelation in my career. Yeah. It's I know what I'm doing. I'm making a living playing professional hockey. Yep. And that's it. I know how good I am and I know what I can bring to a team. If I need to come up in a pinch, I can come up in a pinch. And I can but, support my family. And I can so that's it. That's it. I could yep. just say I played in the NHL and now I'm setting myself up. Like, why do you think deep down he's doing all of this media stuff after? Do you, like do you, yeah. he's training himself on how to have a post-playing career because so many people and so many outlets are featuring NHL stars or former NHL stars yep. or just run-of-the-mill NHL players. Like you don't need to be a superstar to be a good personality on air. Exactly. But at the same time, you don't need to be a genius to play Kaskiswell in a game and pull Pecorine. <laughs> Holy hell, man. That's just, like that's up there with some of the weirdest coaching decisions I've I've yeah. seen. This is me searching for my words of affirmation. Did I ask a good question? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> the fact that you weren't like, hey, dumbass, uh, let me ask you a question. I mean. And it wasn't just about this game. It was like, you get to give Kaskiswell any games? Because no, he probably he, needs to get one. And I asked him, I put him on the spot. Flat out just said, nope. Uh, no, we're not doing it. And like, I usually hate double barreled questions. But in your case, it was absolutely needed mm-hmm. just to fire it all off at him because you did something dumb you got to answer for it and then to back up what you did like he could have covered his ass and we wouldn't have this segment if he said in post game yeah i probably should have pulled pecs after three nothing then we would be talking about ring fit for 15 minutes right <laughs> oh like, that's right I haven't even talked about that dude i need to know all right real, real quick ring fit adventure is wait, a wait. Game- what pitch it to me in two minutes i'm gonna set a timer up so we can be quick with this and you're gonna sell it to me and i'm gonna decide i'm gonna buy it we're gonna go in three two (laughs) one go a ring fit adventure is a video game workout tool for the nintendo switch it is awesome because you have resistance training as well as aerobic and anaerobic exercises and you're also defeating monsters i mean you're jogging in place you're doing stretches you're doing ab exercises squats lunges all these different types of things you're working all of your body but you're playing a video game and so you're having to do multiple things when you're playing a video game you have to defeat monsters you have to buy smoothies with the coins that you earn to try to you know build up your heart for when you're defeating these monsters you do different different types of exercises to defeat the monsters and certain types of exercises defeat different types of monsters i mean there is strategy involved for how you survive in this game plus you're working out it captures your heart rate tells you the calories you're burning there's different types of things you can do to interact with people online like friends and family to keep track of yourself to motivate each other as well it is it is a lot of fun it's keeping me motivated so much and i'm doing it in in my own house so i'm nice and safe and comfortable in here but where i want to be i know i'll have to do more later but it is absolutely fun and i can't recommend it enough right now so 
the biggest question I have is when you, when I go into a workout, like if I go for a run outside, I'll go, okay, I'm going to go for five kilometers mm -hmm. and however long it takes me, I'm just going to do it with ring woohoo fit. Do you go, yeah, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes and then do that. Or do you just go, all right, I'm going to play some of this game and work. You have different off. levels that it takes you on and each level is going to take a certain number of minutes to complete the levels. And so it actually helps you pace yourself really well too. So you can keep track of what you're doing. And every time you do a workout, it gives you the stats for it as well. Like this is how many yards you ran. These are how many squats you did. This is how many calories you burned. This is how many of this type of exercise you did. So you can start tracking those things as well. Like for this exercise that I did, I ended up running, I think when it calculated it, it was about 1500, 1800 yards. Oh, okay. Is, is how long I, I ran. I, I'm trying to remember the name. And you can take screenshots quickly, too, if you want to save all that stuff. I, I know, but it's one of those things if you want to track all the things you're doing. But it makes it fun. But it also gives you lots of good feedback. It also takes you through a full-on warm-up and a full-on cool-down. And it has, kind of like Just Dance, it has a figure on there helping guide you through the different exercises to remind you of keep your back straight, watch your posture, bend your knees, don't bend them forward in, to help guide you to do the exercise correctly and appropriately instead of just doing it all whatever you want to do. But it's actually giving you tips on how to exercise properly, which is very important, especially for a guy like me that is extremely overweight. I need to make sure I'm doing these exercises properly so I don't hurt myself. And so I'm actually working the right muscle groups too. Okay, so one final question. Yep. You've exercised before in gyms, you've ran outside, you've done all that stuff. Yeah. How do you, how do you compare the two? Cause for me, like I'm a traditional, I start sure. my workout by having my pre-workout run outside, do like three K or five K or whatever I'm feeling that day yep. and then come back and hit weights. And then I'm done. How does that compare to ring fit? And I'm not asking this right. to be like, sell it to me. I'm asking this because if I'm no. going to invest a hundred fun Canadian dollars into it, I need to know right. what the hell I'm paying for. Well, I think what the difference is, especially if you're used to running outside, you're still going to want to do that. This is going to be a great accompaniment for you more than anything else. This will be the kind of thing like if you're going for a run three days a week, you'll do this two days a week or you do this other three days a week with another day off or something like that. This is one of those things that's going to work your body overall because of the types of stretching and resistance training you're going to do. And that's what I have liked about it right now. I know I'm going to have to accompany it with more physical activity than just this. This is not going to make me lose a ton of weight, but this is getting me in a nice started way to where what I'll do is work, maybe work out three days a week and I'll do that three days a week. And it'll be a perfect accompaniment for it. This is not the sole way to lose weight or to get fit. This is a way to accompany it by being fun. To me, this is better than being on a treadmill in a gym or on a cross train or elliptical in the gym, staring at a TV screen. At least this is interactive. And that's what I need instead of just watching TV while doing it. I need something that's interactive. So I do like being outside with the weather being nicer. Outside's better because the scenery changes. You get nice different smells and everything in the air. You get the fresh mm -hmm. air and everything like that. You need that. So that's why I say this is a great accompaniment for you when you're used to having those traditional settings. Okay. That makes sense. Um, you're kind of selling me on it. <laughs> I know it's better I than it's better than the YouTube videos I was watching of people. I watched a dude who's like a physical trainer sweat his ass off doing it, and I was like, "Huh." You set your difficulty levels too, like and so. You can I, I feel like I those. would be a cocky asshole and set mine all the way to hard, and it's gonna work you. I mean, <laughs> but that's what I want. Like, if I'm gonna play okay. a video game, I don't want to play it for fun. I want to play it to like. Well, no, yeah, and you can set it too because it'll even ask you the next day. It's like, how was yesterday? Do you feel like it was too easy? Do you want to up your your levels? You can adjust that every single time that you're doing things as well, which is okay. what's good that you're not getting stuck in a level or you know that you can always make it more difficult on yourself too. 
Because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm one week through this six week fitness challenge. <laughs> I didn't weigh myself because I didn't want to be discouraged by the number I saw. I just want to base it off of how healthy right. I feel. But shout out to our listener Dave Draggy, who's lost ten point eight pounds in one week. Nice. That is incredible to me. I'm so down shout two out pounds. Dave. Hey, being down two is better than being up two. Two pounds in four days. <laughs> that's pretty impressive too. Like it's just I want to find something to add to my workout that's not going to be a waste of time and money. Right. Because like it's a hundred bucks. It's a lot of you, money. You feel it. You definitely feel it because you're the different muscles, muscle groups you're working. I know. I might I get know. it. Do do I need to be connected online all the time? Because where nope. my like gym is is okay. No, nope. you don't need to be connected online. Okay, maybe after this call, I'll buy it. I just want to like, I think it would be cool because I'm the kind of person who, when they work out, needs that encouragement and needs yep. like someone not to do it with. But if I could see like, oh, you did it t- today, I should do it today kind of thing. Yep. Like that would go a long way. Yeah. Oh, Justin, damn and, it. And there's a bunch of different things I haven't even discovered in this yet because it's still a brand new game to me, like different solo workouts. You can do different challenges of your, of, to yourself as well. So physical challenges uh, and different things that's like just rhythm challenges too doing different types of stuff it's it's pretty neat that's why i've liked it and it's still brand new to me but i enjoy it are you ordering it right now shut up you can't hear me clicking (laughs) i can hear you clicking everybody seeing if it's available i hate this keyboard i need a new keyboard even though it's lasted me years and punches but all right folks well well, matt is going to be ordering that we'll talk more about that in our fitness journeys uh, as i had my wake-up call a, a few days ago and i'm going to do that i've been eating healthy all week long and i'm very proud of myself but if you are have any questions about that or you just want to discuss that feel free to tweet us i mean we want to have full and open support for everybody that might be going through any challenges or things like that and do everything we can to support you and you support us and hey we're a family here we so are. he's at best of matt make sure the keyword is draft keyword is draft if you're looking for the keyword for the giveaway which you can find on the pinned post on twitter lo underscore predators and i'm at justin bradford follow us for entries to win use that keyword for 35 entries to win and subscribe to us on spotify google apple and stitcher and you get more entries to win as well it is a two there are two bobbleheads a usasaurus bobblehead and a frederick Gaudreau bobblehead as well as a national predators hat we'll be drawing that this weekend all right folks well thanks so much for tuning in For Matt Best, this is Justin Bradford. We'll talk to you next time. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.